Hello, my name is Ben. And I'm Nora. And we are your hosts this week for the Too Vague Podcast. One year. Yes. One year old, the Too Vague Podcast. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. For birthday? I Maybe mean, it's birthday. I don't know. Should we have yeah. birth, Should we celebrate podcast birthdays? Well, it was born on June 23rd. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so now officially it's it's their first birth or there. Yeah. The show's first <laughs> birthday. <laughs> does, so, does the show have a pronoun? Uh a I don't I don't pronoun? I think it I think uh the, prefers uh, non-gendered non-binary. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, let's get into it. We're going to do a word that has so many definitions. Today. Oh, I didn't go for definitions. I just went through. Yeah, you know, it's like brain brainstorming. Yeah, like like I sayings just, and things. Yeah, 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 everything that came to mind. Right. So you have the definition. Let's start by saying the word, which is roll. Roll. Yes. R O L L. Yes, not R O L E. No, no. So the roll that I think of is the verb to move or cause to move in a particular direction by turning over and over on its axis to move or run on wheels with another definition being a cylinder formed by winding flexible material around a tube. So that's, Mm. so like rolls of toilet paper or rolls of cinnamon. Is that cinnamon roll? No, you just I mean... you just ruined my very <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I think of when I think of a roll is a cinnamon roll. Yeah, is it because of the uh, Ann Sather incident of every time you go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. They're very good, and it's you know cinnamon and sugar rolled up into that nice dough, right? And they roll them up. Oh, and then they bake them. And then they also put some extra carbs on there afterwards. I, I think about half a cup on each one. Jesus. That's... Of the, of the glaze, yeah. quote, glaze. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, man. That is a yeah. lot. With cinnamon rolls, I'm not sure exactly when Cinnabon came to be, but they really yeah. capitalized on people's love of cinnamon rolls at a time when it was just like, you know, in, they were just all over in malls for a while there. Yes. Just yeah. everywhere. They also would put their little cinnamon roll perfume out in the air so oh, yeah. that when people were walking near there, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, cinnamon roll. And- yep. And they get the urge. And it wasn't always, that's the other thing, too. They didn't put them in the food court a lot of times. They just right. put them like right in the middle of the mall, which. Right. That's genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. It, yeah, no, I've never seen one in a food court, court. You're right. They're always separate. The very first one I saw was in a food court at the oh. Spring Hill Mall. Did you ever go to the food court? I don't like to. No? I do, but I don't like to. <laughs> you do go to the food food court, but you don't like to go to the food court. Well, if I'm meeting somebody, yeah. you know, and I'll go get something to drink and sit and wait or something gotcha. like that. So. It was the place where you'd walk around the mall and then you'd go there to eat and then you'd walk around the mall some more. Mall, yeah. <laughs> and then stop there because you're tired and you need, oh, at least a coffee or a soda. Right. So you, so you, you think of cinnamon rolls. That was number one. Number one. What's number two 
on the Nora Roll list? Probably rock and roll. Oh, is what okay. it was. Yeah. Um, and and that's interesting because rock and roll. You know, you're not like going down or across country in a turning uh, <laughs> motion. You know. Yeah. I guess that's rolling your hips. I don't know. There is a sort of a, I guess, sexual context to rock and roll that was developed in the rhythm and blues, you know, in that era, Uh, which led to the use of rock and roll as a musical style. But, you know, it's it's pretty much there's blurred lines between old blues and rock and roll. Uh, yeah. To some extent. Yeah. Do you know where the phrase rockin' and rollin' or rock and roll came from? I think I knew it, but you know, dead brain cells. Gotcha. It's ship related. The 17th century to basically describe the the motion on the motion on the ocean. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go with the sexual context again. But anyway, um, yes, with not the necessarily. well, not necessarily. No, of course. But I mean, I'm just saying it was just, you know, I know, I know. Yeah. Used in music and a reference to ships. And, and I think it was the 17th century is when rocking fore and aft was used. Oh, yep. And then yeah. we've got other music that referred to rocking the cradle. That's one thing I didn't, didn't even think of rocking. But it isn't rolling the, you don't want to roll the cradle. (laughs) Well, I guess it depends on the baby. (laughs) I suppose. (laughs) The whole time travel thing, going back in time to kill baby Hitler. Oh, yeah, right, right. right. I would be more inclined to roll baby Hitler than actually. Yeah. Let's not talk about baby Hitler. (laughs) But rock and roll music. Do you think of any particular rock and roll music? Like when you think of rock and roll, what is it you think of, like band-wise? Well, the first thing that came to mind, and, and you're going to love this, and you can put it in your book of misheard lyrics. Oh, yeah. Because all my last uh, 25 years or however long, I don't know, I've been singing to myself, roll if you want to, roll around the world. And, of course, so I looked it up. And it's B-52s, Rome, Rome. <laughs> that's that, great. No, that's a I good. I like roll. Yeah, no, no. That's, that's, yeah, roll if you want to. Yeah. You could also kind of make it a pro-cannabis song there if you wanted to. That was another one of the, that was a suggestion, rolling a joint. Yeah. Yeah. That's not what the B-52 song is about. No, 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 it is not, no. Yeah, had I heard you say that, I probably would have made fun of you yeah, i was gonna say yeah but but i i mean i made fun of myself first yeah. so they, they used to have this website called the archive of misheard lyrics you can go there and you can see where you know some of them are obviously made up but you know some of them right. are pretty funny yeah roll if you want and, to definitely one of those ones that should be on there Honestly, for however long, 25 years or whatever, whenever it came out, I don't know. Those are the words I heard. (laughs) That's funny. Rock and roll music, like 
Why do I think of Elvis? I don't know why I think of Elvis. Because he rolled his hips and it made all the parents maybe that's, angry. Yeah, maybe that's why I think of him when I think of rock and roll. Plus, it was before him. Oh, yeah. It started before him. Not not a lot, but a few years before right. him. But the overlap between your rhythm and blues and your blues and your rock and your rock and roll rhythm, kind yeah. of all it kind of all blurred together and then separated again also um it was suggested that you start this podcast with the rawhide theme song oh rolling rolling okay. i gotcha <laughs> oddly enough i don't connect the Rawhide theme song to the original te- television series. Oh. Yeah, I connect it somehow to the Blues Brothers, the movie The Blues Brothers. Yeah. Because that's the song that they basically pretended to be another band, uh, a country-western oh. band, and got them away from, from the venue and stole their venue and stole the show from them, yeah, right? Yeah, And uh, there's like, what kind of music do you like here? And it's like, we like both kinds of music, country and Western. <laughs> and so the Rawhide theme song was the only country Western song that they knew. <laughs> the band. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they just played that over and over again. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I that's what I connect. What other roll things can you think of? Roll of tape. Stuff on rolls. Yes. Do you remember Saturday Night Live had a skit at one time about a a tape boutique and in all rolls of tape. <laughs> <laughs> you could go in and pick your roll of tape. It was a while ago. That's I got to look that up because that's pretty funny. Get your roll of tape. Here. We are the tape. I don't know what you what you would call that place. I don't know. Other things on a roll, like paper towels, toilet paper, rolls of carpet, like when you when you put down carpet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, how about a rolling pin? Or is that do- doesn't count because it has ing on it? No, that's fine. That's what you do, like when you roll out the dough. What else do you have? Rolling stones. The rolling stones. A rolling stone gathers no moss. Yeah, where did that come from? I don't know. <laughs> the Rolling Stone gathers no moss. I think I seem to remember that that was on an episode of Mythbusters. So it's been around forever. No, I know that. Yeah. But they there was a there was an episode of Mythbusters where they oh, tried no, to. They didn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, they didn't. Those guys. Yeah, they did. Did you ever watch Mythbusters? Frequently. In science class. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. kids, today we're going to watch an episode of, make sure you take notes. <laughs> you will be tested. <laughs> episode 31 is they did the breaking glass uh, with the human voice. Yeah. Uh, Rolling Stone gathers no moss and wow. uh, making a, a jet engine out of a shop vac. Wow. I yeah. didn't have that available to me, I guess. Yeah. But... <laughs> Guess what the Rolling Stone uh, gathers no moss? Do you think it was confirmed or do you think it was myth? I don't think it gathers any moss. No. I suppose it depends on the, the, the um, porosity of the uh, stone. Yeah. You know, because if, if it had a lot of little crevices in it, <laughs> yeah. and holes, it might gather a little moss. But <laughs> Yeah. Well, as far as there was a collecting, gathering, and a growing gathering. As far as, you know, like moss oh. growing on something that's rolling. 
but oh, I don't see that happening at all. <laughs> yeah, all the stationary rocks grew moss, and all the rolling rocks did not grow moss. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what so, I would think. Yeah, important things. They could have spent, you know, like uh, two billion dollars on research. <laughs> And really tested it out. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Mythbusters was a fun show just for that kind of reason. Oh, yeah. There were just all sorts of goofy things, and it was fun. Yeah, I liked it, but it was true. Yeah. I mean, you know, it did good stuff. Yeah. What other things are you thinking of? Uh, I've got one. Okay. Roll of the Dice. Yes, Roll of the Dice. That was suggested. I have it on my list that I can't look at. You know what you do when you, you, you roll a lot of dice while you're role-playing? You said you have another one, too? Honor roll. Honor roll. Yeah. Honor roll is an interesting one. I, don't... I guess that's like roll call. And roll is like maybe a list that could be on a roll, I guess. Honor roll. It, huh. Honor roll. That's another one. <laughs> hey. Honor roll. Yeah, 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 like but, a brioche bun or something. What's the yeah, difference? You know what? Yeah. What's the difference between a bun and a roll? I don't know. There is there is a difference. I think a bun you can use more as a sandwich. No, that that isn't it. Because they got things on hard rolls, and I think uh, if it if it's not a sweet roll, you can make a sandwich with a, a roll. Like if it's a hamburger bun. Um, Never mind. I just got it all. <laughs> okay, so Miriam West Webster describes honor roll as a roster of names of persons deserving honor. Yes, but that says nothing about how the roll part of it. And that's like a roll call too. It's a roster of names. Yeah. Okay. So that's another use of the word roll. Right. Right. There's so many. There are. Do you have any other ones? Uh, you said you had like a list of 11 billion. Yes, uh, 11. Okay, hold on. And I'm going to look at the list. Roll over Beethoven. Yes. Roll over investments like IRAs. But that's the same thing. Roll over. Uh, roll over your snoring. Or dogs roll over. Uh-huh. Cats don't. Ah, here's one. You might know this one. Pick and roll. Oh, yeah. That's basketball. A basketball thing. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea what they were talking about. It has to do with rotating around an axis. So it's you roll okay. off the pick. Hey, you could tell me anything about it and I'd go, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's a basketball thing. The pick and roll. Okay. Let me go back to my list. I just want to run down the whole thing and see if there's anything important on my roll of... Your roll of rolls. <laughs> yes, yes. The roll rolls. Rolling stop. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got one. Roll on deodorant. Uh, but that was, I mean, it's a circle and it rolls on. It's like a bearing, the spherical part of a bearing. Exactly. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Um, rolls of fat. Oh. You're sitting around, everybody except Megan, and it's like, oh, I got one. Rolls of fat <laughs> or fat rolls or something. Right, right. Megan's like, what? Yeah, the rest yeah. of us know. We three know. So, but yeah, that's another. Isn't the roll of fat the midriff? Yeah, that's the thing too. It's like I don't like saying that. It's one of those things. Like if you use it yourself, it's okay. But if someone else uses it, I know, I know. You know, so it's also the key part of the muffin top. Exactly. I was going to say the muffin top. Yes, that's another word. Maybe we'll do the word muffin later on, but. I don't think we covered this yet. I was thinking food on a roll. 
like you know you have this like Panera bread they've got this you know delicious whatever on a roll oh yeah 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 so, yeah so the yeah. food the food version of a roll maki m-a-k-i is a roll uh-huh sushi a roll yeah do you like sushi it's okay i can live without it yeah. I, I eat maki i eat the ro- the rolls the rice sort of deadens everything else except the seaweed right do you not like the seaweed or do you like the seaweed no it's a little strong okay. if they have if it's completely wrapped in seaweed it's a little too strong for me right. and actually i like i like it i just and i've had the you know the tuna and the all those things on the rice little things and they're okay i love wasabi oh yeah and pickled ginger i love pickled ginger i think that's why i eat it it's because Uh, of the pickled ginger yes right right i think tom said once it was it aids in digestion but i'm not sure i haven't confirmed that oh yeah ginger does yeah if you like the pickled ginger and the wasabi i think blue diamond almonds makes a wasabi dusted almond container Uh yeah that i used to get that's got the wasabi for being powdered is pretty strong and it gives the gives the almonds a pretty interesting flavor that's that's different than the smoke ones right recently they have one that is a salt and vinegar which i thought would be gross but it actually actually is pretty good pretty good pretty delicious on nuts? Yeah, on almonds. On almonds. Wow, I hadn't seen that at all. It's new in my neck of the woods. Maybe it's a regional thing. Who knows? But um, I don't know. The Kaiser roll. Well, that's a sandwich thing, right? That's, yes, that is. A Kaiser roll is. Why is it called Kaiser? Because it was invented at the time of the German Kaiser? Yeah, it's German. Alternative names, Vienna roll, the hard roll recognizable since at least uh, 1760 they are thought to be wow. named to honor the emperor kaiser ah. franz joseph the first of austria born in okay 1830 maybe the the reason why they named it after him is because he was hard and crusty yes right right then he crumbled if you hit him yeah Rolling with the punches. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good one. So that's just basically, it's a rhythm, right, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just dodging the punches. Uh, only the punches are... Or taking or them. Take, yeah, I yeah. mean, that's, you know, I, like right. as far as a, a philosophy of life, rolling with the punches, I say, is, is something that is a good philosophy. You want to minimize the punches. Right, but, right. But, I mean, taking them... If you them, get one. Yeah. Yeah. And just keep on going. Right. Yeah, that's definitely one I had not thought of. Brioche. Uh, it's okay. Brioche. So <laughs> I don't know. I want to see if there's a difference between rolls versus buns. Oh God. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the what the difference is. I, you're right. You're right. Um, I know there's dinner rolls that some people might call buns, and I had said buns are something you eat a sandwich. You know, with except there's a Kaiser roll. There's all there's other things called rolls that you eat meat in between it or whatever. Yeah. So I yeah I really don't know. Yeah. Let me see. Alan's mysterious world. I don't know what website okay. this is, okay. but <laughs> products of this type include Kaiser rolls and French rolls. Buns, on the other hand, are generally more bread-like in shape, round or elongated. And okay. typically do not contain a filling. That doesn't make any sense. 
because that, I mean, isn't that like a hot dog bun? Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, one notable exception is the Easter favorite, hot cross buns. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cross those buns. Yeah, but With, they don't have a filling. No, no, but they are hot. They have, well, they were at one time. They Otherwise, were, yeah. They would be heat, the heat raw. has dissipated off the buns. Yes, yes. <laughs> As it does. Now that we've got off the food, do you have anything else as far as rolls? Any other uh, suggestions on rolls? Not really. I mean, yeah. No. I'm curious about games oh. and rolls, R-O-L-L. If it was R-O-L-E, I'd have all kinds of ideas. Like as in role-playing? Games. RPG. Yeah. Before we get into the video games, I've got a couple of things that I wanted to just quickly throw out there. Because when I think of role, one of the, you know, besides video games, a very specific video game, I also think of roller skates, which is a thing that I used to do. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. So roller skates and inline skates and skateboarding, anything having to do with skates and, and wheels that roll. Which requires the ball bearing. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so do a lot of uh, rolling pins. I didn't know there were ball bearings and rolling pins. It, it depends. There's different ones, but traditionally there were ball bearings in them. Huh. I had well, no idea. So it rolls, yeah, it rolls smoothly. Right. Yeah, the purpose of ball bearings is to reduce the rotational friction and support radial and axial loads. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I believe you, I guess. Do you want the little, have you seen uh, ball bearings um, that are, you know, like already in a sleeve, right? Yes. Do you know what those things are called? Those, those circular things that house the bearings? No, I do not. Tunnels? No, they're called races. R-A-C-E-S? Okay. Yeah. Okay. As far as the anatomy of a ball bearing... As one of the bearings races, rotates, it causes the balls to rotate as well because the balls are mm -hmm. rolling. They have much lower coefficient of friction than the two flat surfaces if they were sliding against each other. So, yeah. yes. I don't know why, but mm -hmm. I like the words coefficient of sliding friction. I used to say that all the time. I don't know why. Did you? Yeah. Well, that might have something to do with you. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that might have something to do with what? Uh, no, the co. Uh, never mind. I don't. I really don't know. You weren't going back to the sexual stuff, were you? <laughs> <laughs> and you think this might have something to do with the yeah. what is it? Coefficient of of, yeah. of static friction and sliding <laughs> friction. Yeah, there's. The, no, I mean, like when you have something on an incline, you know, like yes. you've got an object yes. that's on an incline and it doesn't move automatically right. the first thing that I think. Like if you're holding a book and you put another book on top of that book and you have, you're trying to carry it, trying to balance, but at some point, if the yeah. coefficient of static friction is exceeded, then it's going to fall. The book is going to fall okay. off the okay. other book. But anyway. <laughs> Angle of repose is what I think of when something's on a slope and doesn't move. Oh, okay. But we're beyond rolling. Yes, the ball bearing was invented, the first modern recorded patent on the ball bearing, Philip Vaughn, Philip Vaughan. Vaughn. Vaughn, yes. Vaughn. 
Yeah, right. Uh, Philip Voghan. <laughs> no, Philip Vaughn, a Welsh inventor and iron master who created the design for the ball bearing in uh, Carmathan. Carmathan. How do you spell it? C A R M A R T H E N. Carmarthen. Okay. I think Carmarthen. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, he he was the the first modern ball bearing design, which was a ball running along a groove in an axle assembly. Oh. But then in 1869 is when a Parisian bicycle mechanic named ah. Jules uh, Surray, Sur S U R I R A Y Surray, Jules Surray. Sarah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds good. He created the ball bearing, which is fitted on the winning bicycle ridden by James Moore in the first bicycle road race in November of 1869. Wow, 1869. Okay, okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Speaking of ball bearings. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that I think of, like my rollerblades, I used to, they have what's called the ABEC scale for roller skates bearings in in roller skates right okay and, okay and also skateboards and inline skates mostly is where i know them from but it's uh -huh. the abex scale is a tolerance an industry standard accepted tolerance for ball bearings which was developed okay. by annular bearing engineering committee of the american <laughs> bearing <laughs> manufacturers association <laughs> So that's why got it's, an acronym for that. That's what ABEC is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Annular okay. Bearing Engineering Committee, ABEC. So it's okay. their that committee's scale, but they are also a committee of the American Bearing Manufacturer Association, which is the ABMA. Okay. <laughs> so the ABEC scale, which was designed to meet specifications for people, they've got classes of these things where they've got uh -huh. the, an ABEC uh -huh. rating. It doesn't necessarily mean that it rolls faster because there are other factors to be considered. Right, right, right. But if it's like if it's the same manufacturer using the same materials on a bearing, it's supposed to tell you how precise the the, the bearings are. But it's not necessarily a guarantee that it's going to roll faster because right. you have an ABEC standard. But it's good to have some standards for a lot of things. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Or, you know, scales. When I got my new roller blades i mean new as of three years ago but before that okay. i had i think it was abec three ball bearings in my very old my very first pair of roller blades that i got oh sorry my very first pair of inline skates that i've got that, that i uh, bought yeah, okay. The, okay and then these ones which are actually the the new ones that i got are actually roller blade brand they are interesting because they are three wheels instead of four. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So it's got yeah. a higher, you stand higher on them. And I thought there would be a little bit of a, a learning curve as far as being able to balance on them, but really there wasn't. It was pretty, it feels a little bit different. You feel a little bit higher, but I yeah, can feel yeah. the stability a little more. Interesting. Yeah. I just need to work on being able to go backwards on them. Because I've never been really oh. good at backwards. In my current state, I don't think the doctor would approve. Yeah, right. I don't think rollerblading is an age-appropriate exercise. Uh, well, you know, you might, as long as you just go in a straight line. 
slower yeah, work. That's usually. No, I'm, I agree with you though. That walk I usually take to Starbucks from my house, yeah. which takes forty minutes, would definitely take a fraction of that. Probably take fifteen yeah. minutes if I did it on my rollerblades. Oh yeah. But, so rollerblades and roller skates are what I think yes. of. I thought of roller skates at one time, yeah. Did you ever watch Roller Derby when it was on television? It wasn't one of those things that, oh, we have to watch, but every once in a while we'd watch it and okay. see well, people try and beat other people up yeah. with their skates <laughs> and their elbows, yeah. What time frame do you think that was when you watched the Roller I'm, Derby? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I, You know, I can't remember if I was living at home still single, if I was married the first time, if I was married the second time. Right. I think the 60s and the 70s, but it dates, oddly enough, it dates back to the 40s, which I never really knew. There were some professional roller derby leagues formed. That was an interesting sort of thing for me seeing on some, I don't know what channel it was on. It was definitely a syndication sort of thing where I saw these old 70s sort of roller derby kind of, you know, That's kind of what I remember, 70s. And I think back in those days, it was more, it went from a sort of a serious sport to a more theatrical sort of thing. They made a movie about it. There's that. There's also the one that I remember, which is from my time, was this attempt for them to kind of, I don't know, make it like the new World Wrestling Federation at the time, which yeah. was, um, it was called Roller Games. And it was a big sort of okay. production. And they had like, uh, I think it was six different teams that were like in an in an original sort of like, well, back, I think it was instead of an oval, too, it was like a figure eight, like an infinity sign. Oh. And they had this one thing, which is like a giant wall that if you got above a certain line, you get extra points. Right. Fighting gravity, kind of. Yeah, it's a bank. Which you could do with, yeah, speed. But there was also a jump, and there was also, but it was okay. like, it was basically roller derby rules where you've got the jammers and defenders and the. Uh, it's you know it's you use the same rules as I don't want to get into the rules of roller derby because that could go no. on for a while, but anyway, yeah, let's not. <laughs> the thing that I remember most about roller games was, and it was on television for one year. That was it. But uh-huh. uh, yeah, it not only it was on television for just one year, but also there was a thing where. If a match got to sudden death, so there were four different periods, and if it was tied after four periods, what they did was the sudden death match, they brought out an alligator and put the oh alligator in the oh the area where you would knock someone off. Oh, good dad. Yeah. So oh, I, no. I don't think I saw anyone go into the alligator pit, but <laughs> that was kind of the thing that was supposed to make it exciting was... Right, right, the right. Alligator That's pit. good. That's good. Yeah. I didn't see that. I wouldn't expect you to. They did actually make some arcade games with Roller Games brand, thinking that it might that it might I could see that. They made a pinball machine, Williams did, in nineteen ninety about roller games, and they also made uh Konami uh did a nineteen ninety video game, which is basically the same, you know, it, it was basically roller games on an arcade game where you would do switch back and forth, but you had a health meter, and if your health meter got too low, you'd have to enter in a new 
you know, a new quarter. Okay. But you were okay. basically just playing roller derby. It was a, a novelty at the time, I think, but it was a fun sort of sport kind of game. And there is actually modern roller derby. They've got some women's leagues that kind of sprouted up in the in the 2000s that were just kind of like, it, oh. it, yeah, it kind of took off. It tried to be more of a legitimate sport. And I read something which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. It was under consideration as a sport in the 2020 Summer Games, the Summer Olympics. Wow. Yes. Recognized by the International Olympic Committee as the official international governing body of roller sports, the Federation Internationale des Roller Sports. Yes, yes, <laughs> of course. F-I-R-S, <laughs> the furs. Um, ah, I remember them. Oh. The psychedelic furs. That's a... Yeah. Yes, yes, um, exactly. But I mean, that's, that's interesting that they're trying to make it more of a legitimate sport yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Well, if they can do snowboarding... You know. Well, I, yeah, I, I'm. I don't want to get. I don't want to get sidetracked <laughs> okay. on on chess. You're right. On chess is a sport, okay. but I mean, I think okay. a okay. case can be made for that being, you know, a competitive yeah. sort of sport and or game. But which leads me into we're not quite at yes. games. We're almost at games. Did you ever see the movie Rollerball? I I must have, but 1975. What did it do? Rollerball, 1975, James Kahn was in it. The screenplay was written by William Harrison, adapted from his own short story, Rollerball Murder, which first appeared in oh. a September 1973 issue of Esquire. Interesting. Oh, okay. The film was directed and produced by Norman Jewison, and the plot of this movie, it's a post-apocalyptic future. Well, in 1973, mm-hmm. it was a post-apocalyptic future, which was in 2018. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. In 2018, there is a, a very popular athlete named Jonathan, who is the team captain and veteran star of this team of rollerball, which is essentially like souped up roller derby but it had vehicles and there were you oh know, yeah there were okay. like motorcycles and and cars and all sorts of weird things but it was just a big yeah. kind of you had a ball you tried to maintain the you know maintain the ball and then get it in the plunger to score uh points for your team it was actually a roller derby-esque kind of game that was played in the huh. future yeah um, what yeah. was that guy's name? John Houseman. Do you remember John Houseman? Yes, I do. Yes. Well, he plays uh, the role of this chairman of an energy corporation and team sponsor of the team that Jonathan plays for, and they're trying to tell him it's time to quit and okay. want him to retire, but he doesn't want to retire, and he wants to be there's you know there's there's a his wife was taken away from him by someone who was a corporate chill kind of person. Yeah. yeah. And there are all sorts of things about how he figures out by going to a library, they've digitized and rewrote what the history was from the corporation's standpoint. So okay. it's, it's, it's okay. like one of those 1984 esque kind of situations uh-huh. 
where the corporation wants to keep society in check and doesn't want them to think kind of freely. So is there's this, um, futuristic. Uh, this yeah. Is, uh, yeah. 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 It is not. It is right now. <laughs> it's you know what? It's yeah. It's kind of uh, instead of books, though, it's the inner it's the Internet. Right. Yeah, it's like yeah. people telling their stories from whatever point of view. Um, exactly. But anyway, there's the corporation is trying to tell, you know, to show everyone, to make an example of Jonathan by they keep on making the game more and more violent and people start dying. And then at yeah. the very last game, it's pretty much three people are left. Everyone else is dead in this sport. Uh. And Jonathan is the survivor and the whole crowd, you know, starts chanting his name. So yeah, it's kind yeah. of, it's trying to tell a story about how this person sort of is loved and adored by uh -huh. people, even though, I don't know, it's just that right. the company thinks that it controls everything, but it doesn't control this person. Right, right, right. So one last thing to close out the whole rollerball thing, and then we can move on to, we'll just go into video games. Rollerball was the first major Hollywood production to give screen credit to its stunt performers. An oh, interesting little fun fact. And, it, yeah. And apparently the cast extras and stunt personnel played rollerball in between takes on the set. It was, wow. you know, yeah. And it's just basically roller skates and the ball and trying to, sure, they probably sure. didn't play it with all the, machine violence. vehicles <laughs> yeah right, probably not right, all the right. violence oh that's cool yeah and at the time of the film's release there was kind of a promotion that was done howard cosell interviewed norman jewison and james Kahn about the movie on the wide oh, world okay, of sports okay. and showed clips from the film and i believe that might be where i learned about the movie I, that might be a little too early for me though but audiences huh. who saw the film loved the action of the game so much that there were people who contacted him and wanted the rights to the game to be sold so so that they can have an actual rollerball league. Oh. And, and he said, and, and Jewison was, was outraged because yeah. the entire yeah. point of the movie was to show, you know, how contact sports and their allure and, and just how yeah. it was a negative sort of take on that. Right. I still we'll have to look it up. Yeah. And don't, don't watch the 2002 version that has, uh, okay. that has LL Cool J and Jean Renault in oh. it. Oh, oh, they messed up the story big time. Right. I mean, this one kind of had a sad ending, right? Because, you know, we've got right. The right. two teams pretty much all dead. After this, exactly. After the the corporation decides that they want to control everyone and video games. So yes. once again, you have a lot of video game experience, do you not? Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, there. Let's no. start. No. <laughs> <laughs> so there are a few things I think of, and actually, you know what? Let me start with the new game, the game that I'm playing. It's a free to play game that has just started. Because we're coming off the heels of talking about rollerball. It's a roller yeah. derby-esque in the future, but it's a colorful future. It's not this dark Oh yeah, right, right, future. right. Very vibrant colors, 
the different components that you can buy for your suit or you can unlock as you play through the game. All these pieces, costume pieces are all very bright looking and it looks like very polished kind of thing. But it is basically rollerball kind of game where it's a very simple set of rules. It's three people against three people. It automatically pairs you up or you could have your own team if you want. What it does is it pairs three against three and then you go around in in this pill-shaped track that is banked. Yeah. And what you want to do is you want to have the ball, hold the ball, cross through four different planes in this pill. So just basically make a full lap controlling the ball. Once you do that, you can throw it through your goal and score points. And if you do it after holding the ball for one lap, you get one point. If you hold the ball for two laps, you get three points. And if you hold the ball for three laps, you get five points. And the first person to reach five points wins the game. Very short little play sessions. It is timed, so if there is two minutes, I think. So it's very simple rules, very easy to play. Yeah. However, and the thing that you're trying to do is you're trying to tackle the opposing team while they have the ball, trying to knock them out while, you Mm -hmm. know, to Mm -hmm. make them lose the ball. But it's, you know, it's a fun little game that I played. I just don't see, it's almost too simple. It can be fun, but I don't see how you would make it. You'd have to make the tracks more interesting. And right now all they have are these oval tracks. Right, right, right. You'd have to put some different rules in there. But right now it's almost too simple. So yeah, Roller Champions is the name of this game from Ubisoft that was just released May 25th, uh, 2022. I'm not sure I'm going to continue to play it. I played it for, I don't know, probably like a a dozen dozen rounds. And it's just something Mm -hmm. that it's like, it's overly simplistic. If it was a part of a larger offering... Like Warframe has this game called Lunaro, which is sort of a a similar sort of thing where you're passing a ball and you're trying to get the ball. It's more like soccer, though. It's not like on an oval track. Uh Um, (laughs) But it's you're trying to get the ball through an obstacle course and other people who are rushing you. And, you know, you're trying to throw the ball through this circular thing. Yeah, yeah. But it is a part of a larger package. Lunaro isn't the main isn't, you know, the main part of it. It's like there are different modes that you play, there are different missions, there are different maps. Mm-hmm. It's basically a third person shooter type of game. I'm talking about Warframe, right? And so I don't see this going further because it's not a part I mean, there's no variety, you know, and it's just playing the same game over and over again. Yeah. No, I understand that. Yeah. That being said, soccer cars is huge. People love playing soccer cars. It might just be because they love soccer. Oh. But that's Rocket League, also involving a rolling ball. Uh-huh, <laughs> have, right, have right, ever, right. <laughs> Keeping things in text here. Yeah. Have I ever told you about Rocket League? Not that I remember. Okay. Rocket League, and I call it soccer cars. The reason I call it soccer cars because that's what it is. It's a big okay. field where you have cars and they hit this giant ball and they're trying to get it into a 
giant oh. net. So it's it's basically that's what it is. Soccer with cars. Okay. Can, yeah. And that's kind what of kind of cars. It's just whatever car you want. I mean, it's like you know, it's you you just cars. <laughs> Okay. It's hard okay. to explain. And then also these things they've got, you know, it's ridiculous physics and stuff, but you try and, you know, hit the ball at certain angles and, and you right, do that right, as right. you're driving and it kind of affects the rotation of the ball. And there, there are a whole bunch of things that, right. you know, it's, it's fun. Like as far as a team sport, it's just like soccer. Maybe that's the thing is you've got soccer as the, as the cornerstone yeah. of what it is. Whereas I don't see that for this roller champions. I mean, it's, it's, it's cool, but it, there's not any variety. And I can't, I can't really see where they, how they would add variety to this game because it's so simplistic. Yeah. But some people want that simplicity and everyone is at the same level kind of game too. So right, who knows? Right, right, so. right. And I, I do that too. I mean, some, the few games I play not match three. Well, yeah, they are match three. If we're, you know, where you shoot, shoot to get three balls or more right. that are together, that kind of thing. I get pretty bored with those, yeah. you know, after I've done them a few times. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I understand that. And that's the thing with, with, uh, you know, your match threes, like Bejeweled, when Bejeweled, yeah. they tried to keep it fresh by doing different power-ups and, and, you know, games that do the match three stuff. That's what they try and do. They try right. and make it right. more right. difficult or give you power-ups right. to make it new and interesting. But at yeah. a certain point, it's like, you you know, you played one match three game, you've played them all. Yeah, and I get that with all of my simple, or the ones I play all the time. Yeah. I'll let them sit for a long time. Okay. And then I'll go back to them just for something to do. Right, so. yeah. Let's see, another video game thing involving the role, the word role, yeah. is a character named Role. Hmm. Yes. There's a game series called Mega Man, which okay. I have a number of, actually I'm wearing a Mega Man shirt right now. <laughs> it's, <laughs> a, it's an 8-bit sort of game older generation came out originally on the Nintendo entertainment system and okay. it was, it came out in 1987 Capcom created it and it was basically, you know, a series of robot characters. You were okay. Mega Man, which was one of the inventions of this character, Dr. Light. And you had to fight against an evil machine maker okay. <laughs> named, I think it was, I think it was Dr. Willie was his name. Dr. Willie and Dr. Light. Okay. <laughs> but Dr. Light made good machines of and course. Dr. Willie made evil machines. Yeah. But one of the cool things that this game was, it was called Mega Man in the United States, but it was originally known as Rockman in Japan. And one of the reasons why it was called Rockman and why they named Rockman's sister Roll is because of rock and roll. That's that's ah, why. Okay. Which you wouldn't know if you didn't know that the Jap Japanese game version is called Rockman. Right, right. Basically, they came up with Rockman because it's the, some of the gameplay mechanics. Okay, so it's it's a side-scrolling platformer essentially. You're you're trying to, you know, oh, eliminate okay. enemies on your way to a boss fight. And you fight against these different robots. They call it Rockman because they used sort of, they were inspired by rock, paper, scissors. Yes. Yeah. So what they do is 
in no particular order, you've got to figure out as you're playing this game what the best order is to eliminate these robots. Because if you eliminate one, their power that you inherit is effective against a certain other robot. It's sort of random. I mean, it's not randomized, but it's like yeah. if you get one power, it's it's really, really effective against a certain robot in these, you know, six different enemies, six yeah. or eight that you have to fight against. And each one of them has sort of a weakness, but the other ones are less, all the other yeah. uh, weapons that you can inherit are less effective. You know, a lot of people said it was a hard game. I think it took me, myself and my friend, I don't know, a good three weeks to play through it to figure it out. Oh, okay. But, wow. you know, we didn't play three weeks consecutively it's you know three eighties weeks right it's like go out and play and then come back and play some video games before we go to bed right right right. and then when the second version of it came out my friend jeff and i would you know we we played it but we beat it in a weekend because it's like from playing through the first one we kind of were fresh on the different mechanics and it was almost disappointing huh and a lot of people consider it a, a hard game, the the original one a hard game, but it was like... Is it possible that the second time it came around, they made it a little simpler because people complained? It's possible. Maybe you're right. Maybe that's what it was. But to me, it just seemed too Yeah, too, <laughs> too much easy. Of a, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I, I think we, we chalked it up to the fact that we had learned all the different things by playing the first right. one. So we knew that, I'm sure that you're right. It, probably a little bit of both, yeah. probably six of one, half dozen of the other. And that series still goes on today. Hmm. As of March 31st, 2021, the entire series has sold over 37 million units worldwide. Oh. I guess they're still playing it. People are still loving it. It, it, they've got uh, over 50 different games now, but, you know, yeah. from its humble beginnings in the Nintendo Entertainment System era. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know what? what's funny? I will send this to you, a picture of the, the cover after the show. But the version that came out in the United States called Mega Man, because the uh, U- U.S. version yeah. <laughs> of Capcom, the U.S. president who were, who was releasing it, said... Rockman doesn't make any sense. It's dumb. So we're going to call them Mega Man because that sounds heroic. Right. That being an aside, the game had the worst cover art I have ever seen, ever. It was like a sixth grader, maybe like a fourth grader or third grader, made it with crayon. The Mega Man character is way out of proportion and Uh all this weird Uh stuff. is. It's like... I can't see how it couldn't have been an accident that they put this on the cover. It's that right. bad. I wonder why. I don't know because they had a perfectly good cartoon uh, cartoon version in Japan um, as far as, you know, how they drew their the Rockman version of the tunes yeah. that looked, yeah. you know, looked cartoony. It looked <laughs> like the game. But this is just horrible. Huh. The last game, and I think I introduced this to you, the last one I want to discuss is one of my favorite. I mean, I would say as far as when it came out for the PlayStation 2, I thought it was just a brilliant sort of mechanic. The game is 
Katamari Damasi. Uh, the translation for Katamari Damasi is clump spirit. The whole story goes, your parents are the king and queen of the universe. One night they get totally drunk and they destroyed all the stars and planets. Well, except the earth, of course, right? Of course. They have to, they send the prince because they, you know, they don't want to do it. They send the prince to do their work, which is to roll up objects on this ball to create or to recreate the stars. And they've got different variations. Like There's some where you're supposed to roll up only certain types of objects as you go through it. And some of them are just, you, you want to make it as large as possible. There's a limited number of sort of missions. The larger you make it, the more the king of the universe likes it. And then you unlock more things and you can unlock different characters you oh. can use and switch out. And yeah, it's, it is such an amazing, simple game. Sounds, it sounds like fun. Yeah. I, I sent, I sent you a video of it. Yeah. It was the, the re-release, the one that came out for the PlayStation four, the one mm-hmm. that I bought, which, you know, I say that I want to play and then move on to the next new thing. I think I should add the caveat that if it's a puzzly sort of game, yeah, you know, you can you can find like you know with the with the match three, you can find joy in it mm-hmm. different times as you play right. through it. Right? right, it's something you can revisit. Yes, the story is bizarre and weird, and I like that as far as Katamari Damacy is it's, concerned it's, too. It's fun. Yeah, it's a fun, silly story. But I mean, yeah, I play that more for the the game mechanics uh-huh. of it and how you know you got to figure out which of the smallest things that you can roll up in this environment right, and then it right. grows and you can do larger and larger things. So, do you have any opinion of what you saw? I mean, did it look I, like an interesting game to you? Did it look confusing? Did, no, it's I actually I'd like to try and play it. Yeah. Uh, the next time I'm down in Tucson, remember it. I'll remember. Yeah, please do. Because, I mean, I think you'll really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. This is also an interesting story about how it was designed and how it got released because it was a lower price title. I want to say that it came out at a price point that was pretty ridiculous. It was like, I think it was like 20, 20 bucks. And at that time, wow. yeah. And at that time, I believe the going price for games was in the neighborhood of 49.99. Those are your top shelf sort of games. But this one yeah. it was either 19.99 or it was 29.99, one of the two, but it was reasonably priced. And I got so much lo- you know, I loved this game so much. The creator of the game was a a man named Kita Takahashi. He studied art and entered um, wow. the Musashino Art University okay. to study sculpturing in 1995. And during his studies, allegedly, he came to a philosophy that his art needed to combine practical elements along with whimsy and humor. Okay. Which, to me, that's just art. <laughs> isn't it? Well, yeah, except for the whimsy and humor isn't in all art. No, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. And that's that's a, that's his personal philosophy. Exactly, um, exactly. He came out with a game recently called Watam, which is really weird. But anyway, 
after graduation, he no longer had the desire to pursue his sculpting as a full-time career. So he got hired on at Namco being an artist for them uh, around uh-huh. 1999. He basically had been working on this concept involving the king and the queen of the universe and, and their prince, son, and sort of a basic storyline in various yeah. different ways. There was there was one idea that I liked about, about Katamari. Well, it wasn't Katamari, but it was this game that he was developing where the prince would actually drive humans around so he would he would put something into his into their heads that would allow them to be you know driven around and and accomplish some sort of task which would have been an interesting weird dynamic yeah so the game had an interesting sort of trajectory because he came up with the game he didn't know how he would was going to pitch the game but there was a division of Namco that was basically a school of video games, you know, video game design that he was able to kind of piggyback this on to where he had the students creating this game idea for him. Yeah, yeah. And that is basically how the game came to be was with this art school affiliated with Namco really kind of cool that how it how it developed yeah and it was also a surprise hit it won lots of awards and one of my favorite games involving rolling yeah yeah and there are there are a lot of games that take you know take that as kind of an inspiration that game there was a tornado there was a tornado game where it was similar where you had to you were a little tornado spirit and you had to take the little objects out first until you grew and you became a larger tornado. But anyway, that's, yeah. <laughs> and there, yeah. then there's another one called uh donut. I want to say donut country where it's a hole and you move the hole around and objects that are small fall through the hole and make the hole grow. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's another that one. That sounds with, familiar. Yeah. 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 But I mean, those are, I think they, they all have their roots in this Katamari Damacy game, which at the time was pretty revolutionary as far as a concept. Yeah. Very creative. Another game for you to play. Yes. Um, I'm going to put it on the list. Yeah, yeah, do that, do that. Any uh, final thoughts on the word roll? We've had so many thoughts on the word roll. Yeah, I think this is probably the most, I don't know, slapdash. I don't think that's really it. Is is very yeah. very stream of consciousness episode this week? Very yes, very stream yes, of yes. consciousness as far as where we're going with the words and trying right. to figure it out. It's you know it's almost like Sisyphus rolling the uh, <laughs> giant stone yeah. up the mountain forever. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think it was Sisyphus. I'm not sure, but that's I mean that's kind of how the it you know? is. It is actually that reminds <laughs> that reminds me of another. Another game that I, I think I told you about a, a game that I, I played recently called Hades, which is a, yes, yes. yeah. Um, and there is, yes. Okay. So Sisyphus actually is in Hades and oh. he pushes this big boulder who, mm-hmm. <laughs> whose name is Boldy. He calls him Boldy okay. and he talks with Boldy. <laughs> And so it's like that's part of the kind of the comedy of the whole situation. Yeah. And it took me a long time to figure out that in order to 
you have to give these well basically you you get favor by doing you know you, you get like hearts yeah. you build a heart meter and then you know like when oh you do things for different gods that they it's you know just hearts as far as how they like you right and then you right, get right. things unlock things based on how far you go with each with each um god mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. you know a character right and one of the characters was sisyphus and what i didn't realize until very late in the game was you have to actually talk to the boulder yourself <laughs> in order oh. in order to advance his story so it was like i didn't know how i you know it's like how can i advance this guy's story because it's like and then i realized i could actually talk to the boulder so you know yeah and and the funny thing is whenever you talk to the boulder or whenever he talks to the boulder there's like three dots <laughs> it's like oh. <laughs> boulder isn't saying anything but anyway right 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 another rolling character so yes 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 but but so. anyway yeah sisyphusian is that the way is that the way to yes. say it sisyphusian Yes, Sisyphusian. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's kind of a tongue twister, isn't it? No, it's it's nice though. I like it. I like the yeah. word Sisyphusian. Let's make that a thing. I'll have T-shirts made right away. Okay, yep. all right, <laughs> with the Two Vague Podcast logo on them. So yes. anyway, yeah, we're going to close the show. Uh, thank yes. you so much for joining me, Nora, on this what could have been a a soliloquy show, but actually wasn't because you so graciously Jum jumped into the. I don't know what into the donut hole. <laughs> yeah, you got rolled up. I think you got rolled up as a part of the catamaran. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. by me. That's, that's probably true. Yeah, you know. yeah. Steamroller. Steamroller. Gosh darn it! We're still thinking of them. But anyway, but you, yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode on the word roll. Yes, and yeah, it's a pleasure. Yep. And on that note, my name is Ben. And I'm Nora. And we've been your hosts. Have a wonderful night. Bye. Bye.